Hello, change agents and fellow social workers. This is Bass Moreno. Welcome to another episode of the Social Work Rants Podcast. Episode number eight, is it? Wow, it's, it's been a while since I, the last episode. For everyone that's been that's checked out the podcast, thank you so much for listening. Share it. Now let's get the following going. Slow grind. Hashtag slow grind. Slow and steady wins the race. Anyway, a uh, lot's been going on since the last episode. Um, at work, I'm back doing home visits like COVID never happened. Um, it got me going to the office twice a week. I'm not excited about that. Next, not excited about doing visits, uh, even though I, I could use the exercise since the gyms are still closed. Um, but you know, it is what it is, you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, definitely got my mask on, my gloves, you know, been taking disinfectant spray and taking it with me and spraying myself. Um, taking with me to the office. Usually I'm the first one at the office and I'll spray a little bit disinfectant in the office. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I got a pay raise at work. Um, not hazard pay. They just wanted to give us a raise on top of the bonus they had given us before that. So, um, I'd rather the company use that to buy more masks and stuff that we need in case the second wave comes, but hey, it is what it is. So this episode so this episode is entitled July twentieth, twenty sixteen. And that date has significance because that was the date that my ex-wife and mother of my children passed away. And we're going to talk about that right after this message. So, July 20th, 2016. Um, the day I remember very vividly. Uh, basically, I was at work. Um... At the job I had uh, at the time, I was able to bring my kids to work if I needed to, uh, go pick them up if I had an office day, if I had to pick them up from school, bring them back to the office, work till five, and kids would eat lunch, do their homework at work while I'm making phone calls and doing whatever paperwork I needed to do. Uh, job was very flexible. Uh, best social work job I ever had in my 18 years plus in social work. Uh, I was able to work from home most a lot of the days, doing home visits. You know, it, it was real chill. Supervisor was amazing. Team leader was amazing. Amazing co-workers laughed a lot, sharing memes, free text messages, emails, uh, it was just a really good atmosphere. Um, not going to get to reasons why I left that job, but there were some strong reasons why I left. But leading up to July 20th, 
um, even the months and even like a year, year and a half, two years before that, um, my ex-wife was very sick. Um, I'm not going to get to all the details as to um, stuff that led to her passing. Um, Yes, both my kids are aware and they knew right away that you know I had to tell them um my son was seven my daughter was four so you can only imagine how do you tell a four-year-old that your mom passed away um mr google didn't really help um the time there wasn't any much research not to try googling i've you know called my friends you know, I was seeing somebody, had just broken up with somebody, talked to her about that. Like, yo, how do you tell a four-year-old their mom is gone? So, you know, my ex-wife was, you know, doing stuff to her body she shouldn't be doing. Uh, to a point, you know, I knew that it was just a matter of time before you know, your body could only take so much before your organs just are shutting down. So, um, definitely had to get a life insurance policy. I'm like, like, you're not you know, sticking with me with two kids and not, not leaving anything for them. Um, that definitely, side note, if you're married, got significant other, Definitely look into life insurance just for yourself. Definitely get life insurance. You no, know, we in the COVID era. COVID is taking out people left and right. Doesn't matter how old you are. Cover yourself. Cover your family. It is well worth it. You know, look up term life, whole life insurance. Do your research on that. So going back, so I knew. It was just a matter of time and just having that anxiety, knowing that it was only a matter of time before she was going to pass, that, you know, my son was the big mama's boy. Uh, he still is uh, to this day, even though he, uh, you know, doesn't really show his emotions of her passing, his mom's passing the way I would like him to, but. You know, every person has their stage of of grief. So and I, and then I respect that, and that's my son, and I gotta protect him. Um, my daughter, same thing. My daughter, as she's gotten older, is more open to, hey, I miss mommy. Uh, I miss mommy. Uh, wish she was here, and, and things of that nature. So I listen to her, hug her. Tell her it's okay. Tell her mommy will always be in your heart. So, you know, being the the single dad, divorced single dad, you know, caring for two kids while the three of us are going through or still going through to this day, you know, four years later. I can't believe it's already been four years since she passed. Uh, Erica was her name that she passed so it's you know 
every day dealing with those stages of grief of the same person and each family member is at a different stage is interesting aspects to live on a daily basis uh, we don't always talk about her every day miss no my kids love hearing funny stories about her that I tell that they may may not remember no my daughter's too little to remember some of the funny stories that she loves so I retell it um, I made a promise to her uh, she also knew that it was only a matter of time that that her body was going to give up on her. So she was like, make sure that kids don't forget about me. So I made that promise. And to this day, like if you follow me on Instagram, you know, for her birthday anniversary or passing, you know, I definitely mention her on my posts. Uh, IG is Bass, Mr. MSW. Shameless plug. That's my personal IG uh, account you can follow so leading up to that day um you know, basically it was a Wednesday that she passed away so Monday I got a call from her brother bawling crying on the phone so I thought that was it the phone call I've been dreading I was like no she's she's in the hospital in ICU so I'm like, I see you like now at that time I didn't, I didn't speak to her for like almost a month. She was going to the ER for a toothache that got infected and I was like, okay, like she was going in and out the hospital constantly or like, all right, I didn't re- really pay too no, much mind into like, all right, no, get your toothache. Situ- situation settled and you know when you're ready to see the kids you no know, I'll take you I'll take the kids to you and then not hearing her hearing from her you no know, one week passed by two weeks passed by I'm like, okay that's a little weird um didn't sort of make much out of it maybe I should have um her family didn't contact me about know where she was what she was doing or not doing um and then her bro- when her brother called me that monday bowling i was like oh she's in icu i'm like you know doctors giving her 24 40 hours to live and i was like blown away i'm like you know how like I go from my last conversation from having a toothache to you're in ICU. So to this day, there's that gap. Uh, I never have not, you know, four years later still brought up, you know, that missing piece. Like what happens in that uh, maybe one day, maybe for the kid's sake, they would uh, know about that that gap in time as to what happened did they have contact with her you know what led to her going into ICU uh so so that was that Monday the 18th the 19th was Tuesday went to go see her in the hospital 
and that was like the worst that we've ever seen her. She got tubes all over her nose, her face is all over. Uh, not in good shape at all. So, you know, her mom is like praying, oh, she's going to get through this, she's going to get through this. I'm like, praying on top of it was just complete. She was a complete mess, right? Understandably, understandably so. You know, I whispered to my ex-father-in-law's ear, like, um, in case she doesn't make it, you know, they do have a life insurance policy on her that I've been paying, you know, just, uh, fortunately, I had to use that policy. And then came Wednesday, it was afternoon, you know, um, actually that Tuesday, continue i got home um no first thing my son is like asking me oh how's mom i'm like like baby she's not in good shape um you know i didn't really be specific you know he was still only seven at the time so gotta be careful with my words and not make him scared not let my daughter be scared no she's not doing well i don't remember the exact words i told him so the next day, um, I took I took my son to work. Um, left my daughter with, I think she was in the the daycare. I think. Uh, so I took him to work. We had a good day. Was busy at work. I got him busy doing whatever in terms of some work I gave him. Whatever. I was done with him, uh, keeping him busy while I was working. And then you know, around 3, 3 o'clock, 3.15, I got that call um, from her dad. Dad called me up, said that she had passed away. Um, so again, I have this anxiety of all this time of how my son is going to react to this news being huge mama's boy, always been up to that point of mama's boy. Uh, he's having the anxiety of, of wanting to see her and spend time with her and not able to happen because she's in out the hospital or, or whatever else she was doing. So I take him to the bathroom like, hey, we need to go talk. So like we in the bathroom at work. Sit him down like I'm literally sitting on the toilet, not going to the bathroom or anything, but just like you know, just sitting down so I just have eye to eye contact with him. And you know, I told him and he took it like a champ, it was like, you know, I'm sorry, you know, mom passed and he uh you know, I was expecting this him screaming and like bowling crying I didn't know what really to expect but he was like like okay daddy like just gave me a hug and told him I loved him and you know he almost kind of said like he some sort of relief that you know he didn't have to worry about her being in pain or um, maybe a relief of like 
of being let down, not spending a weekend with her. Like, I don't know. Um, he, so that was a sense of relief for me at the same time, you know, figuring out a way to like, how to tell my daughter was four at the time. Hey, you know, and I'm racking, no, racking my head about that at the same time, trying to finish work. You know, still had like an hour and a half left, so I'm, you know, trying to finish my work. Um, you know, my coworker was sitting next to me. You know, like, like everything all right? You know, like, no, like, no. Mama, meaning his mama, meaning Eli. You know, just found out she just passed away. He was like, "Oh shit!" Like for real? I was like, "Yeah." Um. So literally, while I'm working, like I'm sending like DMs and text messages to like her closest friends, other people, like going through Snapchat, sending. Snapchat DMs to people like I haven't heard from in a while that we used to hang out together, old neighbors, letting people know, then trying to set up uh, funeral arrangements, helping my ex-in-law setting up funeral arrangements, or at least starting to, planning to. The next day was Thursday. No, I still worked. Worked from home I was actually actually went to my ex in law's house and that was weird going to the house for the first time since my ex wife passed away and not seeing her knowing that she passed was just weird um different out of body experience and going to the funeral home and setting things up uh for the funeral and this is why I brought up earlier, you know, have your funeral arrangements ready. Um, it's important. Uh, Erica did not have anything ready, anything set up. Uh, even though I told her to have stuff in writing, get stuff notarized, but she didn't listen. So, okay, funeral cost was taken care of. That was at Thursday. Uh, Friday was really the day that really hit me. So this is the 22nd. I woke up Friday and it just like all the emotions of my ex-wife passing away. We were married for nine years. No, we started no dating. And then our two year anniversary, we got married, got married for nine years no separated got divorced and doing the whole co-parenting thing or trying to until she passed away uh, was all in a total span of 12 13 years of knowing somebody and then they're gone with two kids two beautiful kids and that Friday was just, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And that Friday we had at work a town hall meeting in downtown Brooklyn. 
I was so looking forward to going there. I heard so much good things of past town hall meetings of people dress up, you know, meet with the CEO, the, all the higher ups from the company. We talk about how the company is doing and the board of directors are there. Uh, there's open bar and hors d'oeuvres and people go out afterwards to whatever lounge or bar whatever so people have a good time and i heard nothing but good things so i was looking forward to that but that day was was so tough uh going there i got to the hotel i was fine you know then just waves or of emotion going up and down all day um i was sitting with you know, my coworker and you know, just zoning out during the town hall meeting and almost started bawling crying like out of nowhere and like i just kept you know my emotions in check and you know finding something among the crowd to distract myself and you know, going to the bathroom and then I would shed a couple of tears, come come back out from the bathroom and be okay. Uh, what didn't help was that after the meeting was over, they had hors d'oeuvres and they had pigs in the pigs in the blanket. Uh, and Erica used to make those all, all the time. So of course, seeing that you know, reminded me of her two days after her passing did not make things any easier so come back to the bathroom shed a cup of tears uh, come back out uh we went to a lounge afterwards and the same co-worker that was the first one in, in my team that i told about the passing he was like hey how are things going and we went for for some wings and some beer like how, how are you holding up i was like today was not a good day like just waves of emotion up and down up and down and the funeral was that sunday so that funeral afterward you know that day of the funeral uh you know i was let the kids know they can't come don't want them to come because i would didn't know how they were going to react it was a uh, open casket uh, funeral so I didn't know how they were going to react it was bad enough you know, Erica didn't even want open casket funerals you know some of the stuff that happens at the funeral she didn't never wanted you know, her mom did that but you know that's what happens when you don't have your stuff in order or you no know, planning uh, funerals and stuff which is important so that Sunday came, went to the funeral home and seeing her in the casket and just was, I still have that, that memory is permanent, is a permanent stain in my brain. Uh, seeing her in the hospital that Tuesday to that Sunday, seeing her in the casket is just, traumatizing this to say the least so and then seeing that death certificate made it all real 
uh, it was tough. And to this day, you know, I look at the death certificate and custody papers because I have sole custody of the kids. I actually saw the custody papers last week. Um, I'm recording this on the 27th of July. So, literally, this past Friday, I I was going through papers and seeing the custody papers. And actually, it was last week, Friday, um, that I saw the papers, you know, that made me sad. I don't like looking at that paper. Like, if I need it for something important, for no personal matters and now I gotta whip it out and use it for whatever I need to, but I don't like looking at that. So the funeral was you know, funeral's a funeral. You know, I spoke at the funeral, um, seeing people you haven't seen in years. You know, there were people I haven't seen since my wedding day. Uh, which was weird. Uh, it's funny how funerals just bring people together and you haven't seen them. And then you, some people you just don't hear from again. Um, it is what it is. Um, with, that's how funerals work, I guess. So to this day, uh, dealing with kids, they are healthy, they're smart, intelligent, oh, funny, did I say funny already? Oh, definitely funny, um, and I'm doing the best I can, and luckily I have a, a beautiful girlfriend who I always mention in past episodes, you know, who came in the right place at the right time, out of nowhere, and almost four years later, still rocking with me and she's helped me out through this uh fortunate and unfortunately i've had friends who've had similar losses so talking to them and they got me through it uh, still talk to them to this day okay not as often you know just life happens but occasionally with the text message, hey, how you doing? Or phone call, how's it going? So I was able to get through it. You know, that in that time I took some bereavement time off and you know, came back to work and you know, that date the July twentieth, twenty sixteen and that the two days and the and the time before leading up to that day, and then those few days afterwards were a uh, tough time. Um, in a way, I don't have to deal with that anxiety of you know how the kids gonna react because it happened already. It's just letting them know that it's okay to talk about it whenever they want to talk about it not really forcing them to but at the same time teaching them that hey like anything that you feel about the situation definitely needs to come out 
one way or another. You know, you draw pictures, write, write in a journal, talk about it. May not be with me, be my girlfriend or other family members. Uh, is encouraging them to talk about it. I don't want them to, as they grow older and then whatever feelings they have and then, you know, might mess them up in future relationships as they get older. You know, not having a mom around and not, you know, deal, make sure that they deal with their emotions the best that they can. So, I wanted to share that. You know, I'm sure there's other people, you know, single, end up with single parents because of a death. Uh, And I, you think it would be a little easier as time goes by, it has for most, for the most part. And other times it doesn't. Uh, so when you know, my mom passed away in May, you know, of course, that those feelings of when my ex-wife passed away, that those feelings you know, came back up. And then you know, I watched a movie or a clip of a movie. Um, can't think of the movie offhand. Um, through church and stuff that happened in a movie was very eerily similar to the stuff that went through in my relationship. So those feelings came up again. And my girlfriend was like, oh, the the stuff that happened in the movie brought some feelings uh, with your relationship, right? They were like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. So, you know, she's been a great support and I love her to death. Um, I'm just doing the best I can, you know, now dealing with, you know, loss of my mom, still dealing with COVID, uh, helping my dad out. Um, there's an announcement soon we'll be making, trying to make some moves, Moving forward, I'll bring it up as you know, the time comes. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, that might be a topic to to bring up on the podcast. So yeah, uh, thanks again for listening. Thank you for the support. For those that have been listening, um, make sure you share it. You know, follow. Uh, I do have uh, since the last episode, uh, I did create a Instagram account for the podcast, so you can follow the Social Work Rants podcast. That's all one word. So, for the people I've been following, thank you. I've been listening to the podcast again. Thank you very much, wherever you're listening from, uh, or however you're listening from. And until next time, peace and God bless.